What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for subscribing on Stitcher, on iTunes, leaving reviews, donating. It's always appreciated. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about The Prince and the Revolution Live uh, that they're going to be showing on YouTube along with an interview with Bobby Z with Andrea Swenson and how it's donations for the COVID-19 um, that's going on and basically changing everything plus other things that are going on this week. Um, I hope everyone is doing well. As you guys saw earlier this week, they announced that the Prince of the Revolution Live is going to be on YouTube for three days only. Um, and then we'll have the live interview with Bobby Z, as I was saying. And they can watch it all together with him. And then there's going to be donations. We just had an Amber Alert go on right when this is going on. That's fantastic. Donations that will be matched up to $5 million, I believe. And they've already had a lot of donations so far for it. And um, that's always a good thing. And we're going to get into it about, you know, people are upset that they're not showing something else that they've seen before. Um, yeah, other people in California have seen Amber Alert. Uh, but yeah, we can get right into that. And then Andy Allo and her new show that just got picked up for a second season. I love it when I go to my Netflix to watch stuff uh, that it's a photo of Andy and the show immediately when you turn it on. And there's other things that are going on, but it's going to be mainly the topic of discussion is that, and along with, you know, in a few weeks we're having the Rainbow Children releases happening along with One Night Alone and Up All Night, as they're calling it now. That was originally the box set of it. And... We just want to get your kind of input on it. I understand that um, we've seen the Revolution show before, the Syracuse Live, and I know that people want something more. I do believe that they, they did remaster the sound with Bernie Grumman. I don't know if they did anything about the DVD that people complained about when the Purple Rain Deluxe set first came out, but... Um, still, I think it's good that they're doing it for charity. And another thing that I saw, um, sorry, another thing I saw regarding, you know, people are saying great idea, but disappointing because everyone's got that concert and unseen live show would have been better. Prince is more than Purple Rain. We all get that. We all understand. You also know that, um, you know, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in 1992 that was done with Guns N' Roses, George Michael, and others. See, stuff like that is being reared as well. And I'm sure the Queen fans already have that, but that's what they're going with. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a slippery slope. Here you have Queen that's doing the same thing. They're airing something that has already been put out. Um, and as well as you have with the Prince Estate, they're limited on what they can put out for right now, you know, and on certain things. And it seems like we have this discussion every week. But as you're seeing with other artists that are contributing, they're doing other live streams like this. Um, they are airing older footage. And of course, 
You're going to have an interview with Andrea Swenson with Bobby Z. I'm looking forward to that. Um, 2021, and we'll get into that. Um, exactly. Someone's saying there's no such thing as bad slash free publicity for Prince. Let's take what we can get and be happy with that. And to be honest, um, like it did get a lot of press. Rolling Stone, Consequence of Sound, Variety, you know, whether it's, it's purchase pressed or not, it is publicity that's going to do it and putting more eyeballs on it. And we all know that Prince is more than Purple Rain. Like, look, he didn't have an actual live, official live disc. You can call Sign of the Times the movie was somewhat live, but he didn't have an official live CD until, what, 22 years into his career with One Night Alone Live? That was the first one. So we were limited on those releases. And of course, look, I'm showing my support. I'm wearing one of the original Purple Rain uh, shirts. It is a tank top. I feel you guys don't need to see. Uh, it'd be skin as white as this anyway. So you wouldn't need to see that. Um, but other people, like I said, other people that are being part of these live streams on YouTube, the things that they're doing are older shows. So... And like, look, we have other things going on. I know that some people are, are upset even with Sirius that they can't, can't do stuff, right? Because we know that there's more than what they're playing. However, you know, there's never going to be something that we're all going to be fully satisfied on. I'm just glad that they have a station for him. Yes, it's only for a month, and we don't know the specifics of that and getting into it. I do feel that people have been enjoying the playlist that have been going on. You know, we had Wendy and Lisa, now you're gonna have Maxwell. You know, you did have Jimmy and Terry before and Sheila E. So they're trying to do stuff that would be interesting. Plus you had the radio demo and other things going on. But as long as Prince is being talked about, like, look, I'm with you guys. I'd love to have unreleased material out. Um, I guess, you know, there is certain things that until Sony starts fully taking over stuff in 2021, it's a little bit harder what can and cannot be released. Now, Purple Rain, Parade, and Graffiti Bridge, along with the Batman soundtrack, and that's a different contract, but those three, Graffiti Bridge, Parade, and Purple Rain, they're gonna be under the Warner Brothers umbrella for a little while longer. And of course, it probably made it easier for them to put out something like Prince of Revolution live in Syracuse, because that was part of the Purple Rain Deluxe. But another thing that they buried in the headline that a lot of people aren't seeing is, is that that concert was remastered to sound by Bernie Grumman. And they're putting that out on all the streaming services on Friday. You know, I know people were hitting me up that are collectors this morning. were hoping for a physical copy of that. So, you know, it's different. And of course, like say with someone, because someone's bringing up about DJing with Stevie Wonder, like we got that. Um, a few weeks back with Questlove being able to do like four to five nights of all Prince music and have things be vastly different. He isn't under uh, the same restrictions as say the estate and Sony and Warner Brothers right now, you know? And look, as I, as I said earlier, I would love to have something I haven't seen before. Um, but it, it is what it is, and it's going for a good cause, right? Isn't that what 
what matters most right now. And look, I'm always interested in hearing what Bobby Z has to say. And Andre Swenson is a great interviewer. I know that, you know, with them having to take live Q&As, you guys can ask certain questions to Bobby and be part of it, you know. And I think that's a good thing. And that's those are things that are important, at least in my opinion of it. So what restrictions? Um, someone's asking what restrictions. When it comes to Sony, they purchased you know, material from 96 on a couple years back. And then it's going to start including vault material as well. At the same time, certain Warner Brothers albums, one by one, are going to start being under Sony. Technically, although it hasn't been officially announced, it should be for you and print should already be falling underneath the Sony umbrella. You're going to be having other stuff do it. That's why I believe late last year, um, the estate released with Warner Brothers, the I Feel For You acoustic 7-inch vinyl, because I was part of their deal with stuff. But now it will no longer follow underneath their umbrella, so to speak. You know? So, right. And there is already other Prince radio stations that people are bringing up, like Funkatopia. And, you know, that plays stuff all the time. I don't know how, they, how they're able to do it. I've talked with Chris about this before, and I still really don't understand it, but apparently he plays As he pays ASCAP to be able to have those shows. So that's pretty cool of him. So, you know, and just those things going on with it. Um, but here's hoping in the future we are going to get more live material. I guess I'm being more understanding of the situation, what they can put out, and also seeing, like I said, that other artists are putting out older concerts. It, is, it isn't new stuff. You know, you could, guys could always have Post Malone do a Prince cover show like he did for uh, Nirvana. You guys would love that, right? <laughs> I highly doubt that. I wouldn't mind too much because I like Post, but, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. So, you know... Um, now, other things that are going on, we can have topics of discussion of that. Andy Allo's show, which is doing great. You know, Andy's always been doing the acting and music thing for a while, and it's nice to see her getting her props with the Upload show with Chicago Fire and other things that she's been up to. I miss seeing her perform, but thank God that she's like a triple threat right now, right? So she doesn't have to worry about uh, performing to make money that she's able to do it off, off these shows and for it to get picked up for a second season is amazing. And speaking of Post Malone, because there's someone in the room that we had a discussion of it, like, because people would think that, oh, like, he jacks circles from Prince. No, he's using the Lynn drum machine on it. <clears throat> and during the middle of it, you'd hear some variations of it, just like with Justin Timberlake's Until the End of Time and then an Usher song that sounded like a door as well. But people still using a Lindrum, and those patterns are still popular. I mean, Circles by Post was a tremendous hit, you know? So, yeah. Christopher from Funkatopia, I always enjoy doing his show. We will do more uh, shows together, I'm sure, you know? And, of course, there's... Here comes from Dave Hampton. Is there any way that all these special leashes that are being put out and streamed are in competition with his original material? I ask because the work it takes to become a new product is money paid out, but for the services of making a new product. 
the original music being played is is a royalty coming in. New versions of old music compete with the original. Also, does the family as well as the estates benefit from the new stream concerts? Many would like to know. Good question. Long question um, from Dave. Uh, it probably is in some sort of competition, but of course, with the audio being released with the Bernie Grubbin Master on um, Friday and it starting to air tomorrow, you would think it wouldn't be, but yes, it has to be some sort of uh, competition because the, the Purple Rains that have been released previously are still in existence. Now, as for um, who gets the money, I think it's it's the estate decides that. As we've seen with, with certain things in the news, the family hasn't been getting any money yet, and I think that's a pretty big misconception that they are involved, number one, in the decision-making of stuff, number two, that they're getting paid, and number three, um, all these ideas are theirs, and it's not. So, you know, it's just different and difficult. And, of course, it'd be nice. It's one of the main reasons why I... Yes, I was wanting everything to originally be under the Warner Brothers umbrella so you wouldn't have, um, you know, so you wouldn't have this problem of two different companies owning certain things. And then, as you're seeing, they try to make sure the releases are spaced out um, to where, yeah, the 1999 Super Deluxe that you were originally supposed to have in April, the Rainbow Children, One Night Alone Piano, and Up All Night being released and there's no restrictions on post Malone doing that. What I'm advising is, is since they're not able to put anything new out and this is for charity, would you guys be cool if post Malone did an all print show and the consensus consensus was no, they wouldn't be, but post can do whatever he wants. He did a Nirvana set list a month ago and that made a lot of money for um, charity as well. This is a charitable event. And yes, back to Warner's and not matching. They didn't match twice. They didn't match for Universal. They got outbid for this. And then the Sony deal that was not disclosed to how much it was, but it was reported that it was significantly less than what Universal originally put out, which was for $30 million. Um, and again, it's not up to the family. It's up to the courts and it's up to the estate. And... You know, in a follow-up from what Dave was saying, it's not so much about who gets the money so we can stop hearing the same narrative from the powers that be about getting excited about new releases and the family and Paisley always in an undecided state. They sell this, we can enjoy all the releases. Yeah, and I do believe, like I said, it being under one umbrella would also help with that uh, big time. Now, because um, I want us to be excited about the new releases. Of course, Sony is putting out what they own now and not sitting on things till 2021, but they're not mastering it. They're just putting stuff out that may not have been available on vinyl before, but it'll be the same quality that you had, which I do appreciate the vinyl. So, you know, DJ to the max, Michael Holtz, knows what's up about the puzzle alone thing that will get the young people into them. That's why I'm for specials, but yes, it's very frustrating to where, you know, I'll say this. I enjoyed the Prince tribute, tr you know, understanding it is what it is, that we're not going to be satisfied with everything. The thing I was disappointed in 
that twice it aired, two times it aired, there was no commercials for upcoming Prince releases. Now, it was recorded back in January. I do understand it went through a pandemic. However, the Prince Estate store for you guys to be able to buy official Prince merch, the, you know, other things that are going on there. Why wasn't that done? Could have been something with the Grammys that could have worked out a deal to where they have a commercial where they don't have to pay for the money, you know? And again, yes, when it comes to the decisions of what happens with the music, and other things going on, the family has no say. It's the prince's state right now in the courts. They do not have control over everything. I do believe that when Grayson was in charge of Paisley Park, they did listen to certain family members, you know, or to the family. But that's not how it is now. Everything falls under the prince's state running Paisley and running all the music. So no, they do not have a say um, of what's going on. Yeah, and even with Paisley Park Tours, they could have been an ad for that in some capacity. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that I know everything. What I'm saying is, is that it just seems like it could have been an opportunity that even being discussed with Maya Rudolph, hosting it, brought up like, you know, Paisley Park, Prince's Estate, you know, they still do tours and then have something run at the bottom that can air during that, you know. Just other things going on. Everything is somewhat of a mess right now. And I know that you guys um, are frustrated. And I'm there with you on the frustration. Um, and until, yes, correct. Until that IRS bill is paid, um, it's going to be problematic. And look how long it took for the Michael Jackson estate to go on. And now we have a pandemic going on. Will that be used as an excuse to not have the tax bill ready. I know in an article um, that was talking about, you know, the family asking for money that the IRS felt that they were undervaluing Prince's properties, including Paisley and other things that he has there. And that's a big holdup and it's just frustrating. And you guys blame the family and blame other things like, look, I don't even have so much, so many qualms with the Prince estate and how they do things. There is things that frustrate me, um, and I'm sure it frustrates you guys, but there's so many moving parts and Prince didn't think like a business person. He thought like an artist and now you have people, um, you know, running things that maybe didn't know how to do, to make decisions, music industry decisions. So those things are different. And with Paisley, you have like new people running things. And you have to give it a chance. We have, I mean, you know, we're supposed to be having a celebration. We're supposed to be having other things. They're bringing back new music, live music, I should say, and putting different people in place. And I like some of the decisions that were happening. Now, unfortunately, we're not able to see it, but we have to put a line that Graceland is no longer in there and you have a new people taking over and we haven't been able to see fully what they can do yet. But the ideas that they had to not just have it be a museum are pretty good, in my opinion. So, 
you know, and that's the whole thing is like, you're talking about, someone's talking about musicology video clips being played or third eye girl clips. I always recommend when Paisley comes back for tours that you guys do the ultimate live experience tour. It's completely worth it. And plus things that they're talking about, like in the editing room, um, you're getting different clips being played, but as well as with the estate, there's only a certain amount of footage that they're allowed to show. That's why you're not seeing things um, being updated as much as you would want, you know? So there we go. Let's see. Do I think Paisley was is being run better than Grace LeMangin? It's too soon to tell. I didn't want Graceland involved in the first place when, um, even though it was just whispers that Graceland was going to be involved. Um, I just said that Paisley Park is different than Graceland. It's far funkier than Graceland will ever be. I'm sure that didn't sit well with the powers that be in it. Um, but am I glad it is no longer under Graceland? Yes. And I'd love to see the ideas that Alan and others have and to give them a chance. Um, and someone's asking a question. I can't specifically answer yet because they'll get in trouble and then they'll be like, oh, who are you talking to? Man, maybe you guys should hit up Post Malone and see if he is a, a Prince fan and want to want to do that stuff. You know, um, some people are saying that the Grammy tribute didn't do squat for interest in Prince. Prince and only Prince can sell Prince. Well, it made more downloads, right? You know, there was no new project to be put out at that point, but it did something for them to re-air it again. And they haven't reared a special like that since the Beatles a few years ago. And, you know, DJ to the Max getting rid of the purple tennis was a great step. Those things weren't very flattering, were they? You know, um, and here's hoping that, you know, they'll have what I would like to see and not just uh, during a celebration week is you know, special events where you actually do have a dance till dawn party that doesn't have to stop at midnight or other things going on. Yeah. So, you know, like we all want more. We all want physical stuff. And, you know, it's frustrating to say, and I'm a broken record on it, but the merchandise is where the money is more so than the music. And no, I don't think that Prince ever mentioned a collaboration with Post Malone when he was alive. He didn't want us to look after Chris Brown, that's for sure. You know? And I really like the last album that Chris Brown put out and the track, um, God, the track with Drake right now, which is slipping my mind. No Guidance. That's a great track. And the video was cool to see a long-form video like that. But I like these ideas that Paisley Park is doing. And um, it would have been cool. I don't think Andrea and Bobby are doing the interview from Paisley, but I'd love to see that. And I loved what um, Mitch did a few weeks ago live at Paisley, and i like to see more stuff like that. And other ways, I would love to find out, you know, in time, what we can do to help out Paisley. Because obviously it's showing that Prince fans are willing to donate 
for stuff, just like with this Prince of Revolution Live series that's going to be on YouTube and Google matching the donations up to $5 million. So, yeah. And someone's saying regarding Paisley, you think they generated more year-round events, interest, celebration wouldn't have to be their cash cow. They're trying with Michelle and Degay Cello. I know a few years ago they did try that musicology event as well. Yes. And again, um, the show with Syracuse, they are going to be having it. Not only is it going to be on the streaming sites, it's remastered by Bernie Grumman. So that's a pretty huge deal. So live at Graceland. No. Um, but yes, look, I'm with you guys of wanting to see more stuff. I love to see things from the Diamonds and Pearls era. I love to see things from the Act 1 tour, Act 2 tours, the Gold Experience, Third Eye Girl, Montreux, the piano shows. There's so much to choose from. There's so much that we don't even know that's been filmed. You know, and there is a Third Eye Girl pro shot show because they wanted to use some audio from my former spreecast on it. Thing was um, called Live in Paris. So that would be really awesome and really great. So I just think maybe we're having comparisons with Graceland. What they're doing is also because like Paisley is a museum as well as a venue for live performers. You know, so it probably has that. It's probably why Bremer Trust originally looked to Graceland to be the ones involved in doing things because they needed experts to do stuff. So, you know, and there's a lot of gold experience era stuff and there's so much more, but I understand what they're choosing from. Again, this is out. It can be purchased with Purporian Deluxe. You know, the DVD wasn't cleaned up like what they're going to do with the audio, but still, you know, it's something different. And yes, um, Cody is bringing up First Avenue 83 remastered would have been dope. And yeah, it's been a couple years since that was announced that Apple Music was uh, getting that and it was going to be remastered. And that's something that Troy Carter um, put out that was going to be released. I don't know what the holdup is on that, but that's something I'd love to see. But again, a lot of you guys in this room that are listening to this live, watching live, you guys all know that 83 show. We all want to see a, an official release of it, right? We want to see that um, the casual fan or whatnot gets blown away by certain things like that. You know, outdoor grotto. It sounds like the Playboy Mansion over here. Um, I think Paisley will be fine as long as we support it and it stays in our heart. You know, not to be cheesy on that. And the Netflix bio, um, you know, that could be a couple years off now with what's going on um, with the change of director. I don't mean with what's going on with COVID. <coughs> Excuse me. That isn't me having COVID. It just means me having to have more of my tea. So, you know, musicology after party at LA House of Blues where Prince jumped in the stage and I caught him. I think there's a couple of people in this room right now that were there at that show. I don't know if the full show was was filmed. You did get pieces of it on that um, musicology Life of the Party set, but that was also filmed by Afshin. I don't know if he's credited on that, but um, Afshin is more than just your 
great photographer. Why doesn't Prince have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Because he didn't want one. He did not want one. He was like people walking on me. I think they'd have to like, if they do do it posthumously, you know, it'd have to be, let's do like Muhammad Ali. If they do do this, have it on the side, not on the actual walk. And that's the whole thing is that he, because the fans have to pay for it. And each year, like, it'd be brought up on the org that, oh, we need to get Prince a walk, a star in the Walk of Fame. He didn't want one. And he did not want the fans to spend their money on it because he wasn't going to show. So we would be constantly from 2006 on getting the word out about that. But he did not want one when he was here. You know, that's what it comes down to. Could you imagine Prince when he was here? Like, really putting his hands in the cement and his, you know, shoes. Posthumously. Okay, but let's do it like Ali. On the wall, we're not getting walked on. You know, Hollywood ain't exactly the cleanest place. It's a little bit cleaner now with some of the people staying home. Not everyone, you know. But he, he did not want that. That's what it came from. It was his decision there's certain questions on here we're going to be doing like an after show on Facebook live and we won't be recording so there's some questions I can't answer and some questions that I can I just rather keep it try to be to the professional stuff of it um, right that's what I'm saying it's posthumously about a Hollywood Walk of Fame because someone was bringing up about he isn't here anymore. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we get one posthumously, let's have it against the wall, like Ali's one, instead of on something that you can walk on. So now with Paisley and serving alcohol at private parties when it was here, Dave Hampton is here. He can he can attest to this that there was alcohol served at the private parties. So and yes, we got the star on First Avenue as hometown. You know. And these things that they're coming up with to sell, um, like alcohol at Paisley, these are things to keep it alive. You know, these are ideas that they have to come up with and treat it as a venue. And I'll see people complaining like, oh, like people are drinking too much at those events. I'm like, have you been to a bar, especially here in LA? Like, I'm not a drinker. And people don't handle their alcohol well anywhere, it seems, you know? And first Avenue and that star, that's a great star to have. And so many people love playing that venue. So, yeah. Let's see. But eventually in time, would love to see a star on the High Walk of Fame posthumously, since he didn't want it when he was here. You know, those are just certain things, you know. Now, have any are you any of you planning on donating to um, YouTube when they're playing this stuff, or have donated already? You know, yeah. Of course, it's hard to say what Prince would do now, since he isn't here. What he'd be doing if he was here, you know? But 
he understood the importance of trying to have things going on. Yeah, I'm here's hoping with First Avenue, but yeah, people are bringing up that they're um, hoping that they're open. The Troubadour out here, you know, they're a small music venue. Now, whenever they reopen, which may not be until next year, they're going to only have 25 people in a 500 venue thing. And yes, donations for the Prince Revolution Syracuse 85. That's why it's being shown on YouTube for three days only. It's also a drive for COVID-19 relief. And Google is matching donations up to $5 million. For say, each $5 that you donate, they'll donate 10. If someone donates $2,000, they'll donate another $2,000 until it reaches 5 million. So, <clears throat> would it be easier if they stay toured with a mini museum um, they were doing the My Name is Prince exhibits. You had one, two of them. One in, I want to say the UK and one in Australia. And I do believe that they were playing in Japan and other places. But that fell through because Graceland only had, you know, a contract with them for, for three, four years on that. Um, you know those things going on. I don't know if Paisley is getting anything from their donations. I highly doubt it since it's all going to COVID-19. You know? I believe... See, that's the whole thing. is like They have on YouTube, they're going to have the Syracuse show up for three days. <clears throat> After the live show, Q&A with Andrea Swenson and Bobby Z, plugging that so you guys will tune in live. Um... What it comes down to is that you're, it'll be up there for three days for you guys to watch at any time that you want, not just certain parts, you know. And again, they will on Friday have the show, the live show itself, the audio remastered by Bernie Grumman on all the streaming services. So, yes, the O2 had the My Name is Prince exhibit. And those were, were cool. And here's hoping in the future they'll be able to do that. Uh, probably not the near future with what's going on. Right now we have to worry about Paisley and other things going on. And again, I can't wait for them to do another live show, another unboxing, so to speak. And just keeping us on the loop of stuff. And I know that you guys you know, want to make sure that Paisley stays open. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure it happens. And now... Things are going to be different and things are going to be complicated and we just have to adapt. And those that can adapt and move on are going to be the ones that succeed. Just like with Prince, you know, he understood that sales aren't where it was at or having contracts. So what would you do? He would think of these ideas like the Musicology Tour having the CD built into the ticket price and kept them on the charts than going overseas and doing a concert over there and giving it away with the paper, you know, and getting money that way. And let's see some other stuff. I think something that I posted about earlier this week kind of got misconstrued and I was just trying to bring up stuff that wasn't what it's about. It was more about um, fans not getting like a memorial, like a, a large one, 
like say what Michael Jackson had at Staples Center or what Kobe Bryant had at Staples Center as well. I think with how much Prince was loved, if the U.S. Bank Stadium was open, that probably would have been the place to have it. And, you know, there wasn't one properly done. And I believe with the memorial that was done in L.A., it was done with Manuela and Maite. And, you know, they, they did things right. I don't think they wanted to wait for an official one and wanted to do their own stuff. But it wasn't up to them to do one for the public. And of course, I could just hear the fans now, oh, this ex-wife, this ex-wife wanting to do stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's about them. And it wasn't. Um, and it was beautiful. And I wish that you guys could have seen that on a larger scale and would have had one. That's why I was saying, like, maybe seven years down the road. Sometimes, this is why I like doing live shows and other things and doing audio. Because there's, like, questions I'm asked on Twitter and other things all the time. Or even when I write something like that, it gets the point gets misconstrued and they take the stuff out of context. And maybe it's my fault as well for um, even putting it out there like that. Uh, but I really truly do hope that like in a seven year, seven year anniversary, we can kind of do something for it. But you know, a lot of people feel going to Paisley Park is therapeutic in a way since they didn't get something like that. And that's a good thing, you know, in my opinion, it was not recorded. It really was private. You know, you had Wendy and Lisa speak there, Spike Lee, Mavis Staples, and they showed some truly like amazing clips. I don't know if Dave Hampton was there. We didn't know each other at that time. Um, and then here he is on cue. Elvin was about doing something. If you remember everything that happened around me, so it was all a mystery. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is like, they weren't trying to do it and not involve fans. They were trying to do the tribute because there was people that wanted to be part of something small uh, that they did at Paisley the weekend that he passed and people couldn't get there. And that was just them trying to do something. And if they would have waited for a proper tribute, other people like themselves wouldn't have had some sort of closure or trying to pay tribute to him in some, in some way. And the reason I would say seven years is because that's a number that was very special to Prince. Like, let's not do something on the fifth anniversary. Let's do it on the seventh year. So, and then yes, there was a tribute concert in 2016 that was supposed to be recorded. And Londell and McMillan put that on. There's a lot of controversy around that as well. And then um, the Grammys were actually wanting to do a Prince tribute in um, what would have aired around January of 2017 with the Grammys. They were wanting to do a Prince tribute then. But because that there was talks of the October 2016 concert at the Target Center being put on there and they were trying to get TV rights for it, the Grammys kind of had to back out of doing that. And that's why we didn't get a tribute until earlier this year. But that was part of it is that that thing was being recorded for it. And I was invited to go and I didn't go. I do have some sort of regrets to that, but I'm really happy that there was something done in LA and I'm very, very 
thankful for Manuela and them for doing it and all of her people. Um, that's what I'm saying is that I'd like her to be involved in something like that just because they did such a beautiful job. And you guys got to like stop tripping on X this, X that. Like they had love for them. You know, they played in a very important part in their lives. And some of the songs that you guys really like, if it wasn't for them, they would have never been created. Um, and I just don't like seeing that. And to me, like that event touched me way in ways like they did the video tribute and they did it to way back home. Oh my God. I sit next to Adrian Crutchfield and we were just trying to hold back tears, you know, and it was just tough. And then seeing Bobby and it's just like, you know, I was trying to do interviews crazy style during that time because I was afraid of people that didn't know Prince that would be talking and certain stuff. So something like that, looking back on it, it was very therapeutic to me. And I just want you guys to be able to, to have that is what it comes down to, you know? Um, yeah. So that's where, where things go on and there's just going to be, I don't know. And then here's the whole thing. We kind of play a part in that purple drama, don't we? Like, here's my thing. Like when the when the Apollonia and Sheila thing and the lemon cake thing happened, you didn't see me going on and doing a show about it, right? And I know other people that did shows and they're getting like huge views and huge other things. Like, I refuse to play a part in that. And we kind of, for some reason, we kind of are attracted to the drama and we have to step away from that and not want it as much. And then, you know, I don't know if it's other stuff going back on, but you know, I just really want that drama to not be about it. And I didn't like how it happened. Um, that happened right before the tribute. And then there was articles on Rolling Stone and other places covering that battle going on instead of the tribute, which was happening on Tuesday. So <clears throat> cheesecake funk, we can all support that, right? Where Vanessa at? I know that she's been doing a lot of stuff and we need to like get her on here for something. Um, after I get some of these, these issues worked out of doing it at different platforms, definitely. And yeah, there's a reason why I play all the sides. If you want to talk about that is Prince wanted me, wanted me to be neutral and it'd be so much easier to choose a side than to be neutral. And it makes it difficult because it's people that I like a lot and they expect me to trash the other person for them. And I won't do that. So you can see I'm playing all the sides, but that actually puts me out on an Island by myself instead of choosing a side and then making it that way. I try to be neutral so I can be able to contact a person when I need to be and another thing, but that's what Prince wanted me to do. So that's one thing he may not be here anymore. Um, but that's something that he would want me to do. So you can keep going on about stuff like that. It's fine. Um, I will never be able to satisfy your answer with it and that's completely okay but I have to do what I feel comfortable with and not live my life for other people and what they want and hopefully in your own life you're able to do that as well and live it for you so 
And yes, we're all overly protective of him, and I understand that's where it goes, and that's why I choose not to ignore things. So. Right. It has to be all about Prince. That's what it comes down to. You know? Yeah. Eric Abadu and Jill Scott, that thing was cool that they did together, and they were able to do what they had to do. So, you know, it goes on. There it is. <clears throat> yeah, it's uncomfortable to support a skewed narrative. Yeah, it makes it difficult with everything that is going on for support. And that's why I like to have everything under one umbrella eventually. It'll make things a little bit easier. So, you know... And, you know, I guess maybe the tributes in some way to some people, it is therapeutic, although they're not getting everything that they want want out of it, you know. So, love for another always, so we have to do that. Now, again, I asked this earlier, like, do you guys mostly own the, um, original Syracuse show or a bootleg of it on DVD or did you guys buy the Purple Rain Deluxe that had the Syracuse show and I do you know I do believe like the Laserdisc that was released before that if they did a rip of that it would be a little bit cleaner so is there an area room at Paisley Park that should be open to the public or as good as it is right now they kind of really can't you know show the top level you know there'd be the wardrobe room and other stuff that could be shown eventually um but we're gonna add another elevator we're gonna do stuff because then now you're taking away things of prince leaving it as is right so that makes it hard people at the vhs the purple rain deluxe i mean we can have both right you know i watched the dvd i believe with uh they had like a they had a party when the release came out and we watched it there on a screen but all i remember was Chris James and a few other people saying like they couldn't clean it up. Like I would have worked on that for 42 hours straight to get it done. But, um, <clears throat> I've been upstairs before in the past. Yes. Um, to Paisley park, you know, they had the game room there, the wardrobe room and other stuff. The weight room was there, you know, it's just, you just have it being there that if you allow certain people to go upstairs, but they don't have it to where someone who's handicapped can go up, um, it's not fair and that can cause lawsuits, you know? And of course, like on the first tours, you would go down the elevator to check out the cars instead of having to be brought up um, to the soundstage area during celebrations or actually during the tours, I should say. So... Lazarus is better. Yeah, even with the three chains of gold and how they can have everything be done. So, and that's why we can't have the upstairs access just because of where his room was and being respectful of it, you know. The jukebox in the game room and people losing their money in that vending machine about that. So, and with Rainbow Children, I listened to it in the... In the area by the sound stage is where I heard that for the first time. So, yeah. 
we're getting into those those things. But I really hope you guys are able to watch the Purple Rain Syracuse show and be there for the Bobby Z interview and Andrew Swanson. Like, you know, it, you guys are being heard, at least by me, that you guys want more stuff that isn't out. But again, what they're doing with this, this is for charity. It is for covid and uh, Queen and other people are getting material that they've used before. It is an unreleased material. So, you know, but it is being done. And I think it's it's something to do. And it got, it got a lot of publicity. I know it's not something that we want, but meaning in the sense of something that you haven't already seen. Um, but I'm still looking forward to like the Rainbow Children releases and having One Night Alone for the first time on piano and hearing that. Is going to be amazing. And yes, Bobby Z and the information that he has and the role that he played in Andrew Bring being such a great interviewer, it's going to make for a really good show. You know, I do hope it's a little bit longer than the one with Alan. I don't know how much time they have on it, but I am looking forward to it big time. Yes, and MPG, that's another thing. They announced that they're doing tour dates. Uh, hopeful tour dates because in LA we're being told that we're not getting any concerts until 2021. Um, but of course their tour dates are not happening in LA. It's happening in places that they're hoping to be able to perform and they will be doing meet and greets that are only up to 25 people. And they're showing that they're going to be wearing masks and other stuff during that time. And, you know, remember tour tour and his mask before, you know, what he wore would be perfect during these times, right? And, you know, but the MPG, like, they're trying they're trying to get in, they're trying to make it happen because they were trying to announce these tour dates before all this happened. Johnny Wright, that's a question I can't answer. And then my place will be, the next time I go out somewhere, I'll be broken into. Um, let's see. Yeah, Sirius XM release had Wendy and Lisa. Yes. And again, that's it with Sirius. I know people are upset about that, but at least they're having the shows. You're going to have Maxwell have his own playlist. You have Wendy and Lisa do theirs. Jimmy and Terry do theirs. Michael B. is still here with us, though, and will be for a while, hopefully. That's a cool cat right there. Um, yeah, MPG at the Dakota in September. You know, and they were supposed to be playing the celebration, right? And now the celebration is still postponed to the fall, though I'm hoping that it will be till next year. So, you know, Torah, Torah. What an interesting era that was. Not just the goal experience, but the Exodus era, you know, and those things that were going on. And as for the Dakota, no, I'm not certain what's going on with, uh, Paisley and the celebration, if they're going to have it or not. We will see how it plays out. I don't know. I just, my personal opinion, again, my personal opinion, like 2020 is just a scratch. I'm going to be able to support Paisley Park in as different ways as I can. And if they do have a celebration, I'll find a way to be there. I just, you know, with, Right now in LA, we're opening up stuff and already like the cases have started rising again. I would hate for them to reschedule, let's say, 
and they have things going on and they have acts booked and then something happens again to where there's another huge outbreak and then everything is on lockdown in Minnesota again. And then that money is lost or, you know, it could have been used to other things. Uh, but we need to make sure that we can support it. So that's all it comes down to. It's really, it's really, really tough. Nothing is, has been easy since 4-21-16 when it comes to things, right? You know, let's just concentrate on our health and try to be here for as long as we can because there's a lot of unreleased music and DVDs and we've yet to see everything be fully released. Um, but there is a lot. It's just going to take a long time. And that's it, like, Personal, personally, again, like the celebrations, I, I support them being April. I would rather it be in June. I'm not even a front about that. Um, and I was glad to hear that I was going to be moved. October is in June. Neither was April. Um, I will say with us being locked down, I miss kind of having something to take my mind off of stuff. And I would have loved to have been in Minneapolis uh, for different things during that time. But, um, so it's just, I can't wait for, you know, if there's a celebration this year, I can't wait for 2021 and hoping we get to have a celebration in June. Yes. I said one twenty one sixteen. excuse me, I meant four twenty one sixteen. Just make it easier and say 2016, right? So, yes, and I love that LA show that the revolution did in December. That venue is much nicer to them than the Wiltern was in 1986 and much nicer than the Wiltern was to them in 2017. Um, and, uh, so that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Keely, that's on a shirt that I've ordered and I've yet to get it. And I hope the quality of the shirt looks like what the guy wore in that photo. Because if it isn't that quality, it's not going to be good. And that's something that I want with merchandise at, at um, Paisley and other estate stuff is that good cotton, which may be a little bit more, but it feels better. Wrestling shirts are terrible quality. And that's what sometimes with some of the bravado stuff would be. And I wouldn't understand why the print shirts would feel a certain way, but then the Tupac shirts would have that better cotton being used. That was just weird to me. You know, and I'd love to have... You know, I understand that the Prince Estate is running everything. I would love to have Paisley Park on there on their website to have merch there that can be purchased. So, because you guys can keep asking about like how can we support Paisley and everything that you do to support the Prince Estate since it's under one umbrella does support Paisley. Um, I would like to have it to where they do have their own store, so you would you guys would see that more clear that the purchases that you have would be going to them. You know. Which shirt? There's a shirt. It's called Ever Since Prince Died. Stuff's been weird, but not the stuff word. And it's a pretty cool looking shirt. Um, so good quality shirts, especially when I keep saying that the money right now is in the merchandise. So we have to come out with the good merchandise. And it's just frustrating. Like, look, I want the piano and microphone. Every week I say this, I want that show released as much as you guys do. But, um, that sure that show and shows are priceless and it deserves 
to get all the money that it can, whether it's on a Netflix deal or other things. I just feel that even with the Montreal sets, that's why he didn't, um, you know, put them out himself is he, he wanted a certain amount of money that he felt that he was deserved. So, Oh, you already got the, the, the stuff's been weird shirt. It isn't the good cotton. Yeah. Damn. I should cancel my order then. Um, they need bigger sizes when it comes to the shirts. Are you talking about like the Prince Estate store or other things going on? So release some posters. I'm with you on the posters and other things. That makes it harder to ship. All right. We're going off of, um, Instagram live. I'm going to stay on Facebook live. If you guys want to go there and then we'll be doing an after show later, just because we hit the hour point on Instagram live. I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of it. I'll leave it up there. Um, we're still staying on Facebook live and then I'll probably end that maybe 10 minutes or so. And then we'll do, we'll do stuff. Much love guys. Doing that. Oh boy. Here's, don't know if that's going to be on there. Sorry, everyone. So let's go and get into it. The Prince of Monte Carlo poster classic. We're talking about the one from 2008 that Anthony Malzone did. Um, let's see. Paisley Park used to have their own merch on their site, but then they merged it with the estate site. Go to Paisley Park site school at the bottom. And it has a shop merchandise option that leads you to the Prince estate merch site. There you go, you know, and that, as I said, everything that you get from the estate or whatnot does help out Paisley, you know, so, yeah. All right, let me get a few things out of this way so I can see you guys better. But I'm going to cut it off a little bit, but then we're going to go right back on and do stuff just so, you know, we're going on it. So, go up a little bit. Yeah, the print store in the MSP airport has more merch, but right now they're closed, you know? So, yeah, here's hoping like that store will be able to open up more. And people want to go back to Pays, I can fully understand that, you know? MBG starting to turn moon poster. See some of these things they need to put back in print. Absolutely, I'm with you guys. You know. Yeah. Alright, let me stop recording the podcast and I'll be here for a minute. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. Remember to subscribe on Stitcher, on iTunes, Pop AFM. You make sure to leave reviews. You can you know, donate as well. Always appreciate it so we can make this show even better for you guys. Much love. Till next time, keep it funky.